I don't know your name. Finn, what's yours? I'm Ray. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Force Time. My name is Travis and today I have a very special guest with me, Emily Vardell. Emily, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. Emily is a cosplayer extraordinaire, super Star Wars fan, and has been a Star Wars friend for the past couple years. So we have actually known each other for a little over two years now. So when we met, it was at Planet Comic Con and I had my daughter there. And she was in her Ray costume and you were Ray that day as well. And since then, we've seen each other at countless Star Wars events throughout the Kansas City region. I try to take her to as many as possible. And it seems like we just always are there together. So. I love seeing y'all. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. And Royals games, of course. Mm-hmm, we really see each sure. other at the Royals mm-hmm. games. It's been fun getting to kind of know you a little bit the last couple of years and uh, see you in all different types of Star Wars cosplay as well. And yeah, so today we are going to talk about Emily's Star Wars fandom, her adventures in cosplay, and being a part of the Rebel Legion Dantooine base, and also about a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity she received last December. So Emily, are you ready to get started? I am. And I just have to say, I loved meeting you in Brooklyn at Planet Comic Con. The picture that I have with Brooklyn when uh, she's the little Ray and I'm the big Ray and just the two of us together. It's like one of my favorite, favorite pictures. So I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Oh, for sure. It's that is one of my favorites too. Like that was our second Planet Comic Con, but that was um, the first one. She kind of had a little bit of a Ray costume going on, but then the second one, I put a little bit more into it. You did an awesome job. I was like, wow, (laughs) this is a good Ray costume. It's better than some of the grown up costumes. So it it worked out pretty well. It, uh, but yeah, that's that's one of my one of my favorite pictures too, and one that we'll treasure forever. And yeah, she was three at the time, so it was it was such a like fun start to her Star Wars fandom as well. That's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. One of my favorite parts about Star Wars is how there's so many different entry points. There's so many different fans from all sorts of generations. There's fans that have started being fans when they're two years old. There's fans that have started when they're 40 years old. And the, all the different mediums, the movies, the TV shows, novels, right. everything is just always one of my favorite parts, just that there's so many different access points. How did you get started in your love of Star Wars? Yeah, I can't remember a time where I was not a Star Wars fan. It is totally a family thing. Um, Both of my parents love Star Wars from the beginning. They talk about how they went opening day and it was sold out and they were like, oh, that's fine. We'll just go a week later. And now they're kind of like, I wish we'd gone opening day. But um, so growing up, we always watched the movies when we were little, my brother and I huge we're all just huge star wars fans so um we mostly watched star wars uh new hope and return of the jedi empire strikes back was a little too scary when i was little so we would just watch those two movies back to back over and over and over again um and we even had a star wars room when i was growing up it was our basically our guest room that my parents just we all decorated it with like star wars toys and glow in the dark stars on the ceiling and stuff like that so it's always been a huge part of my life that's one of the things I love about it is family. And just like we were just talking about, it's something that you and your daughter share. I just, I love that about Star Wars. I think it's one of those, I can't think of too many other things like that in terms of fandoms where it's really becomes a big family thing. So 
yeah, it's, it's, it's always been something really important to me. It seems like that's always a really big theme too, is the family, whether it's inside the Star Wars universe or inside the Star Wars fandom. But that was very similar to me. I remember, and in your right, I love that you said A New Hope and Return of the Jedi because it was the same thing for me growing up. Like those are the two that I really remember when I was Mm -hmm. like four or five years old and especially Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks and just just mm-hmm. everything that is very accessible for kids. Like that's right. always the mm-hmm. one that stands out for me, but that's, that's so great that you say, you know, that you grew up with it. And that just makes me think of, of how we have a star Wars room now and what's my daughter yeah. going to think, you know, when she's mm-hmm. older and right. it was pretty, it was passed down to me too, uh, from my mom and like my uncle and everything. So it's, it is definitely a family affair. A lot of the times when it comes to star Wars. So that is a, that is a great Star Wars fandom origin story for you as well. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a favorite movie, Star Wars movie? That's a really tough one. Um, I think you know I, right now. I think I have to still go with the Force Awakens, which it's really hard to say because I do love A New Hope and Return of the Jedi for the nostalgia purposes, but. The Force Awakens, first of all, and I did like the prequels. I'm not a prequel hater by any means. I went and saw those when they came out. We all, I like, I went to the midnight. I think that was the first midnight showing I ever went to was Phantom Menace with my family. And I, um, I'm about a little bit younger than Natalie Portman. So like I was around the age of Padme through all the movies. So I love them, but it, there was just something about Rey, um, in The Force Awakens. And then when she, when she called the lightsaber, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, almost crying. Like it was just like, yeah, it was just, it was everything I I never knew that I needed. Having grown up and like I said, I love Star Wars. I always liked Luke Skywalker a whole lot. I I love Princess Leia too. Um, But I always liked Luke Skywalker. Like I like Luke more than Han Solo as much as I think Han Solo is cool too. There was just something about Luke. And so when Rey was basically like almost Luke and Leia, you know, together and it was a woman and she was calling the lightsaber. It was just amazing. So I still get emotional when I watch the movie. I could, I just, I could watch it over and over and over again. So I think I have to go with the force awakens for, for that reason. I got goosebumps too, right? When you said that, because that yeah. moment that's top, top <laughs> of star Wars, you know, cause totally. you, yeah. you just, the way the music swells yeah, up and right. just like everything Lighting. comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. that'll always be one of my favorite star Wars moments too. And it's amazing too, you know, when the force awakens came out that it, it really reinvigorated the fandom too. It, and it really, mm-hmm. you know, not only did it get new fans involved uh, that maybe weren't familiar with Star Wars at all, but it also kind of, you know, I know at least for me, like I, I was always into Star Wars, but I really mm-hmm. got back into the fandom at that. It moment definitely too. made it more mainstream, I would say, because I think growing up, it was not cool to like Star Wars. I think people don't really realize that nowadays. Like I, I still remember in seventh grade, I had an Empire Strikes Back like 10, lunchbox an original one from like 1980 that I brought my lunch in because I was always the weird kid wearing vintage stuff and so I brought my lunch and people were like you know what is that and they were making fun of me and I was like oh I'm I'm not cool because I like Star Wars and now those people on Facebook are like posting pictures with their kids and Star Wars shirts and I'm like huh (laughs) so I I think it has helped it be I I hope that it's a little more mainstream a little bit okay a little bit better for girls who are Star Wars fans too um, I definitely think it's 
so much easier to find Star Wars shirts for sale, all that kind of stuff. Real life, I think you're right. The Force Awakens really brought it more mainstream and really invigorated the fan base for sure. It did. It it was so not cool back then. No, like it, it just I don't wasn't. quite understand. Like it was I, a cool thing to like. <laughs> it, it's funny. I have a lot of like my friends growing up. I didn't really show my Star Wars fandom. I'm re- from a really small town, mm-hmm. but a lot of them didn't really realize how big of a Star Wars fan I was because I didn't talk about it very much because right. they didn't really get into it. And mm-hmm. it's so now, you know, especially after The Force Awakens and just everything over the last five years, it's and, and with Twitter and Instagram and finding other people and the conventions and, mm-hmm. and everything like that, it's just it's easier to make Star Wars friends and to have conversations about Star Wars. And so now it's, now it feels less uncool to talk about it for sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think the internet does help because you find people like, it doesn't even have to be just where you live. You can find people all over the world who like it and talk to them and make friends that way too. So that's, that's helpful. What are you doing there? 3 PO? Taking one last look, sir. At my friends. Outside of the movies, do you have a favorite piece of Star Wars content that is out? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I read a few of the books when I was younger, but I wasn't super into the books. But once Disney bought Lucasfilm, I really started getting into a lot of the books that they um, released. I especially like Claudia Gray as an author. She's written a lot of the Leia books. I think she wrote Lost Stars, which is really good. And then I um, really like the audiobooks too. Um, so I started, I have a pretty long commute for work. I used to, right now I'm working from home, so I kind of miss getting to listen to audiobooks. But I used to have a bit of a commute, so I listen to audiobooks a lot. And the Star Wars ones are really cool because they do a lot. It's almost like a radio show where they'll have sound effects and they'll play parts of John Williams' score in different places. So it's really, an, um, it it really is compelling and really brings you in. And the people who do the voices are awesome. So I, whenever there's a new audiobook, I'm always checking it out from the public library. So that, that's probably my other favorite thing to do. A lot of the ones that I listen to are somewhat related to the movies, like I said, Leia, but Lost Stars is different. Um, but most of them are, you know, either like the Rogue One mo- kind of spinoff books that they did or Han- so there's some Han Solo spinoff books. So those are the ones I've been listening to as well. Those are so great. I love Claudia Gray too. I think she's probably yeah. my favorite of the new. I, I really like, I've enjoyed every book that I've read, but I think hers are lost stars was the first was the second book that I read in the new Canon. Yeah. And it just hooked me in mm-hmm. right away. And I, it, it was the fastest I've ever finished a book. And oh, so yeah. mm-hmm. after that, it was like, I gotta, I gotta get the rest of her books because yeah, she just, she, she just gets it and just, it's, it's kind of, it's just seamless, you know, mm-hmm, working with mm-hmm. the rest of the universe too. Have you listened to uh, Dr. Afra that just came no, out? No, no. Do they have an audiobook of Dr. Afra? So it just came out like two oh. weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, all right. Because I did get some of the, I you know, comic books, graphic novels, like I like some of them. So I checked out some of Dr. Afra and I started reading them, but I just didn't finish. But I, I like the idea of her. Like I know a little bit about her character. And of course, it's super fun. Um, now that I have so many cosplay friends, a lot of them, I'll, I'll be like, oh, this is a cool costume. And then I'm like, I guess I better read Dr. Afra because this person thinks it's so cool that she's made this costume now. So um, that's good to know that there's a new audiobook. I'll have to check that out. Maybe that'll draw me in more than the comic book. 
Yeah, for sure. I was kind of the same way. I had read a couple, uh, but there's so many comics. It's it's yeah. really hard mm-hmm. to, to keep up with all of them. But yeah, right. I, I listened to the Afro one and it was it was really good. And you're right with all the all the audiobooks and the audio drama type mm-hmm. radio drama setup is so good. And the music that they just put in. I mean, across the stars, you throw that into right. oh my God, that's, anything. That's just, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. That slices anything up. That's the best. Yeah. Absolutely. So shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about your Star Wars cosplay. So I know for sure you've cosplayed as Rey, Leia, Jyn Erso, and then you have a brand new one. Uh, But when did you build your first costume? You know, and that's a hard question. People, it's hard to say because cosplay, um, it's hard to define what exactly cosplay is. My first Princess Leia costume was actually for my 10th birthday party. <laughs> so, but I don't know if that counts, you know? Um, and then we started, uh, I used to go to like sci-fi conventions with my family, even in the nineties when it was kind of weird and not many people <laughs> were there, but my first Star Wars celebration was 2010. And I did not go, I did not have any costumes. I barely had enough Star Wars t-shirts for like the three days of the convention, which that shows you how many more Star Wars t-shirts have come out. Cause now I can't even like shut the, the closet door because of all my Star Wars t-shirts. But um, so I went in 2010 and I saw a lot of people in really awesome costumes. And then I started for 2012. I made a Cloud City Leia, which I still love where she's wearing like the cape that's embroidered. It was not like Rebel Legion at all. Like we've always like in my family made costumes that just for fun, like whatever you can find at the thrift store or whatever. So it was totally like cobbled together with different things. Um, and then, um, so then I, I kept seeing the Rebel Legion booth at Celebration, but I was like, oh, that's, that seems like a lot of work. I don't know if I'm that serious, but I of course went to Star Wars at the Symphony and, you know, Star Wars opening night at different theaters and things like that. So I would see Rebel Legion at different places. And then when I watched The Force Awakens and Ray drew the lightsaber, I was like, well, I guess I'm making a Ray costume. <laughs> that was kind of the fun. The, that was it. I, I was like, yep, I'm making this and it's happening and I'm doing it to the max. And I'm going to now bring Ray Joy, or you know, to kids at different events. So that Ray, the the you know traditional Jakku Ray, as we call it, from the Force Awakens. I would, you know, some people might call that my first official Ray cosplay, and I got started on that basically December. 2015, I think it was when the movie came out. Um, so I, I got approved. I think it was almost almost a year. Like I officially got approved in the Rebel Legion in November 2016. Um, and so it, it was quite an undertaking to make all the pieces, save up all the money. I had sewn here and there, but never really close. And most, in fact, all of it, I sewed from scratch. Nowadays, a lot of people will get like a shirt and pants off of Amazon and modify them, which is also awesome. And you can still get approved in the Rebel Legion, as as they call it, with that. But um, it was so new that I was kind of doing everything from scratch. So that was my first official cosplay, I would say. And I was, after I finished it, I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is so much work. But I tell people, it's it's like what people say about tattoos. You get one tattoo and then you have to get another tattoo. So I think that's really what Star Wars costumes are like. You get one and you're like, well, I guess I have to do this now. So um, then um, Carrie Fisher passed away and um, 
it was so, so sad. And I, she was, you know, she just meant so much to me, so much to so many people. I mean, Princess Leia was totally my hero growing up that she was just my favorite. As I mentioned, I had a Princess Leia costume when I was 10. Um, so I, I decided to make that costume, um, the help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, the white one. Um, I made that one as my next one and it was a little bit easier, but still took a while. And then that's when it just kind of spiraled out from there. I realized I need to have every Ray costume. And then I saw Rogue One and I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is so amazing. She's so cool. She's such a un-Star Wars character in so many ways. She's, you know, even more a reluctant hero than Han Solo. And I really felt empowered by the political messages in that movie. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make Jen Erso. And then again, it just kind of kept spiraling from there. So that's kind of how I got involved. It's, it's, it's kind of like Beckett says in solo, like you're in this life for good. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, like uh-huh. you, you've done it now and you're, you're in it and there's no mm-hmm. turning back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. How long did it take to build your first Ray? It was probably, I probably, and I actually, I kept meaning to make like a photo album. I still have the receipts from when I bought all the fabric and everything. I probably was about six months of work, um, you know, here and there. I was doing all of that as a PhD student. So I was kind of busy and I was planning a wedding, my wedding. So I got married um, a couple months before I um, officially submitted it to the Rebel Legion. So and but then but then I made Princess Leia when I was writing my dissertation so I realized I was always doing my costumes around really big big stuff as like the stress reliever on the side um so yeah I would say it probably took about six months maybe you know of, of, of somewhat consistent work like regularly on the weekends um I there are some people who can knock out a costume in a weekend and I do not understand those people I am not that person Jen took me uh, almost a year um she's a lot of work because a lot of the costumes are deceptive too you're like oh that'll be fine and then you're like no it's not fine (laughs) um so yeah I cannot I'm, I'm trying to get better about just like sitting down, making it and being like, good enough is good enough because you can really overthink things and it can end up taking a lot longer just because you're getting in a head, weird headspace. But it takes a while. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'd say. Absolutely. And that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot going on with a, a wedding and a, yeah. and a PhD and everything like that. And I know that and I've met your wife, too. Mm-hmm. And I know that she cosplays yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. was she into it? before you met as well or she liked star wars before we met um that was something that we knew we both liked um and then i was definitely more into costumes i'm trying to think well yeah we made it when i made the um cloud city leia it was kind of like thrift store leia i made her a thrift store han solo too so um she like you know originally was kind of like well let's make ones where we're kind of a pair together. And I actually made a Ray for Halloween before The Force Awakens. I didn't mention that. I made a, a, again, thrift store Ray for Halloween before The Force Awakens came out. And I made her a Poe Dameron. Uh, Again, just like ordering stuff on eBay or thrift store, whatever. Um, 
nope, nobody knew who we were because the movie hadn't even come out. But I was like, I know it's going to be awesome. Everybody thought she was a Ghostbuster because we did like the pilot version with like a vacuum cord and stuff. And I was like, no, it's the Star Wars pilot. So yeah, so I would say I'm I'm definitely more into it, and I'm definitely the sewer. So like her first costumes were more sewing related. Um, some of the things we ended up kind of commissioning or buying online for her, like the Poe. She has the Poe costume from the very beginning of Force Awakens. So that leather coat, I was like, I'm not sewing a leather jacket. So we just bought that on eBay that was good enough. Um, but then recently she had a Stormtrooper costume and that I don't even, I, I just don't even get that because you're like cutting plastic and gluing it together. And so she made, she really did most of that. I helped here and there, but that was definitely her thing. So she's more into the armor and I, I do all the like soft parts, as we say, with sewing and, and kind of getting pieces together that way gotcha so you make a good team yeah it helps <laughs> yeah what what all goes into so i i guess first um could you kind of talk about the Re- rebel legion and yeah. and what that is and then um maybe like what the application process looks like too yeah sure so um yeah the rebel legion is an international costuming organization it's all volunteer run and and it's completely comprised of volunteers who either make or buy their costumes and we go to things like hospital visits. I've gone to visits at Children's Mercy here in Kansas City, or we go to, like you were saying, the Royals game. So if there's like a Star Wars night at the ballpark, it's probably the Rebel Legion or the 501st that's there. So the Rebel Legion um, is actually, actually came after the 501st. So the 501st Legion came first, and it was all bad guys. And it started with stormtroopers, people wanting to dress up as stormtroopers, and then, um, they added more characters and then they realized, hey, we need a group for the good guys too. So the Rebel Legion is the good guys. And um, yeah, so we do all this kind of outreach, which is really awesome. As I mentioned, I had kind of been seeing them at different events. And now that I'm a part of it, it's it's so cool, you know, going to Boy Scout ceremonies and um, just anything you can think of, like 5Ks. We go to all kinds of different events. And yeah, when you're applying, basically both the 501st and the Rebel Legion have pages for every costume, or at least the the main costumes that you can think of. There might be some really fringe characters that they don't have what they call standards for. Um, but most characters, you'll have, they'll, they'll be in the website, a page, and it just says, here's what the costume needs to have. And it'll list all the different things, the aspects that a costume needs to have. And so um, when you apply, you just sign up in the Rebel Legion forums, and then you submit a new costume, and you have to take really detailed pictures of like the front of you, the side of you, the back of you, with your arms up, with your arms down, an action shot. Um, so they want to see it in as many angles as they can. And it, the way the Rebel Legion works is there are judges who are character specific, like there are Ray judges who specialize in Ray's costumes. And so they really know what to look for. And they work together to approve these costumes. Um, the 501st is a little bit different. They actually do it on a um, garrison level. So the garrisons are like a, a, a specific state or a specific region. And so they'll have a costume rep in that area. And so they're actually local to where you live and they might be able to give you advice more locally, um, but they're not necessarily costume or character experts. Whereas in Rebel Legion, they could be anywhere in the world giving you advice, but they really know Ray. And and some people do find it a little intimidating. And I have to admit, I was really nervous the first time I submitted and I still get nervous every time I submit a new one. But they, they tend to be really helpful. Um, my Ray costume, the first one I submitted, 
it needed quite a few changes, but they were really helpful with saying, okay, do this. And this is how you can do it. You know, they were like, your colors need to be a little bit darker. Just do some tea dyeing where you just put the whole costume um, in water that's had tea bags in it. And, and that helps give it a kind of a darker, more weathered look. So they're really helpful. It's not just like, no, come back to me and fix it. It's like, okay, you just need this thing and here's what you can do to fix it. Um, so I, I'm not, and it always makes it look better. They, I mean, the costumes always improve from their advice. So yeah, that's how it works to submit a Revolution costume. And so you're part of the Dantooine base, which is Missouri and Kansas. Right. So, so you travel around both, both sides of the States yeah. to all sorts of mm-hmm. different events. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, and it's diff- the different bases kind of organize their events differently, but we actually have a Facebook group that is Kansas City Star Wars Alliance. And so it's people from Missouri or Kansas, everybody in the Kansas City general area, um, and they'll post events there. But it'll, be, it'll even be, I've, I've gone to stuff in Topeka and Wichita, um, Independence, you know, so it, it can get a little bit further out, uh, but that, that kind of helps. And, I, and I'm actually a member of the Facebook group for Nebraska, because I was up in um, Lincoln for work one time, and it just so happened there was a troop on a Sunday morning, so I went. Nice. <laughs> um, I can't remember why, but I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. So um, sometimes you can go and travel different places. When I got my Ray approved, I was actually living in North Carolina, so my first base was the Blue Ridge base. And they were really awesome too, but they weren't as active. And so when I moved here, I was blown away at at how many events the Kansas City um, area goes to, like we, that we have in the Kansas City area. It's pretty amazing. Um, There, I mean, right now it's really quiet, unfortunately, and we all miss it so much, but under normal circumstances, I'd say almost every weekend, there's something that you could go to. And and some events are bigger than others, and some are further away, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it, I mean, it is pretty active. I think people really know, know us in this area. And so they'll request us for different, different, like I said, 5Ks or different events that will will come and take pictures and, and say hi and, and sometimes present plaques to people or what, whatever they want um, the Star Wars people to do. But it's always for nonprofit things. So like we don't go to businesses. They're, we're really careful about that because um, they the Lucasfilm doesn't want Rebel Legion, you know, promoting any kind of commercial endeavors. So it's always, like I said, you know, nonprofit Girl Scouts or um, a 5K organization, uh, something like that, that we'd be involved with. Yeah, it seems like there's, you're right, there's, there's so many. And it was, I didn't realize that until really, can't, I can't remember what the first one I went to was maybe Star Wars Day at the zoo or, or something oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after that, I was like, oh, wow, like, there's a lot of these. And so we tried going to as many as we could. And then the one that we went to at Kaufman Center when it was A New Hope uh, with, oh, yeah. with the orchestra, mm-hmm. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that, you know, you all were going to be trooping there, too. So that was right. a nice surprise to walk in and see all the characters. It was so cool. Yeah, that was on my bullet list. I got to go, I think it was, this, yeah, it was New Hope. Um, and I only got to go one of the days. It was like a whole weekend, but that that was on, I had a bullet list of, okay, I want to, I want to go to the children's, uh, a children's hospital visit once. I want to do a baseball game and I want to do a symphony. So I was really excited when the symphony did it. And well, they actually gave us tickets. So we went and watched the first half of the movie and I was still in costume, but that's the nice thing about like Princess Leia's costume. You can sit there and watch the movie. I'm like a stormtrooper who in no way could sit through a movie in that costume. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. I'm sure. Yeah.
what's the most rewarding part of trooping? Well, I love seeing the little girls' faces. As I mentioned, um, you know, growing up, it was not Star Wars was not something that people thought little girls would or should like, I guess. And um, oh my gosh, just seeing the little girls like walk up with stars in their eyes is just amazing. I mean, it just blows me away. I, I totally love seeing cosplay as a way to empower little girls, empower women. I usually try to p- pick characters that are really. Um, you know, good role models, cool, cool, strong, tough women. Um, so that's for sure the best part. And, and even older, you know, grown up women who will walk by and be like, I love you, Princess Leia. And I'm like, I know I do too. <laughs> even though I'm dressed as Princess Leia, I was like, I would be shouting that too if I saw Princess Leia. So um, that's probably the best, the best part for sure. Well, you've definitely done a great job on my little one for sure. She's uh, she's always so excited, and it's funny she still she still will get nervous, you know, because she she sees all these characters on in the movies and everything, and then we go and it's like Chewbacca and like Ray yeah. and like Darth Vader. So she like kind of goes up a little slow, but then when we get home, she's just talking about it all night. And yeah. uh, last year at the Royals game it was her birthday on the same day as star Wars day. And so she was in her Ahsoka and I brought her out and um, everyone was nice enough to sing happy birthday to her. So that's I remember, something. Yeah. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. She's gonna, she's gonna remember that forever. And the pictures that we got from that day were yeah. just so awesome. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's still, I mean, even me, when I see somebody get in the Chewbacca costume, I'm like, wow, that's cool. So I understand, like, I can imagine for a little girl to just be like, wow, what the heck is this? I didn't think this was, you know, existed in real life. So yeah, no, it's really, it's same thing with Darth Vader. It's like, I know the guy that, that does Darth, we have two that regularly do Darth Vader in the area. And then a couple others that also have a costume. So I know I hang out with them not as Darth Vader, but once they put the helmet on, it's like, oh my gosh, there's Darth Vader. It's so cool. I, I don't think I'll ever grow out of that either. Yeah. Um, we went to we went to our first celebration last year. We actually ran mm-hmm. into you at yeah. the very end before we were getting ready to leave. But being there with all sorts of, I mean, it was the Gamorrean guards. There was mm-hmm. one of those. And that really, Brooklyn was like not into that at all because it was... <laughs> So oh, real. I love those guys. I had those figures when I was little. They're so weird looking, but yeah. They're so they're, cool. They're yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just every time you turn around, there's a different yeah. different oh cosplayer costume. Mm-hmm. Just it's, you see it all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many how many celebrations have you been to? I think five. 20, 10, 12, 15, 17, 19. Yeah. So five of them. And of course, we're supposed to be gearing up to go this month, and we're all really disappointed. And it's really fun because both my parents go, my brother, his girlfriend, my wife and I, we all go to the celebration. So it's really like a, a family reunion plus celebration, which is really awesome. And it's definitely changed over the years. There's more and more people going, especially after Force Awakens came out again, like we were talking about. Um, and so it's it, it's like there's pros and cons. Um it's a little bit over, I think it gets more and more overwhelming each year, but then I also kind of start getting used to it. And so I'm like, well, I just know it's going to be a million people and I'm not going to get to see barely anything. And it's just, just take what you can get from celebration, but it's so cool to be surrounded by so many Star Wars fans. Yeah. I'm, I, we were really looking forward to, we, we were going to go for a couple of days this month for celebration, yeah. but hopefully uh, my schedule didn't work out where I couldn't go for the whole time. So hopefully oh. 
hopefully yeah. in 2022, my schedule works out and I can go for the whole Definitely. time. It's yeah. just, I, we were hoping to ta- tack on a trip to Batu to Disney World, then or Disneyland. I guess it was in Anaheim, right? So Disneyland, um, the Batu extension, because I still haven't been yet, and I I was kind of saving it because it opened only what a year ago. So we were like, well, we'll just go when celebration happens. Like we're not in a big rush, and I don't want to be one of you know I don't want to be the ride at the beginning when they're still ironing everything out and releasing the different rides and stuff. But now it's like, okay, I don't know when I'm gonna get to go to that. I'm sure it'll happen. We'll see. If if not. Uh, in 20, if not before, then at least in 2022 and celebrations there, I'm hoping we can, can go. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a blast. We were lucky enough to go last yeah, December. That's right. you went and you saw the cast there, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah it was wild. Yeah. We turned around the corner and I saw JJ Abrams and then the entire cast, like just there. And, uh, yeah, Kelly Marie Tran saw my yeah. shirt that I was wearing and took a picture. So cool. Oh my gosh. But mm-hmm right about that same time. So this is a good transition to my next question. Yeah. So last December, you had the honor of being invited to go to the Rise of Skywalker world premiere representing <laughs> Kansas, right? From the Rebel yeah, Legion. Uh-huh. So what, first off, just what went through your head when you got that call that you were going? Oh my God. I was, <laughs> I'm still like, what? I did? Um, yeah. Oh my God. It was incredible. Yeah. So they put out a call um, and I want to say like in August and said, that traditionally at all the movie premieres, they had just invited people from California to go, which which is fine, makes sense. But since this was the last of the trilogy, they thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had representation from all the all fifty states, both Rebel Legion and Five Hundred First? So I think I think both groups got a hundred people, if that's right. That that sounds about right. So. Um, and there, I think they ended up getting almost every state. There might have been one that wasn't covered, but pretty much all states. Um, so it was so cool. Um, yeah, I got the call. It was on my birthday weekend, in fact. So it was the best birthday gift wow. ever. They called me and said, you're not allowed to tell anybody, which was like a really struck. <laughs> they, did, they didn't want, I guess for security reasons, I don't know. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody until I was basically on the red carpet. Um of course, you know, I told my parents and stuff, but I really, you know, there would be things coming up at work and I'd be like, I can't be there, but I can't tell you why I can't be yeah. there. Um, so yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I, they, they had a specific list of characters they were looking for too. Um, so Ray and I, I applied as either Ray or Leia, but those are both such popular characters. I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, I'm a little bit worried that there'll be, uh, you know, Ray from Montana and she's the one person who applied or whatever. Um, but I was hopeful. I was like, well, Kansas, I mean, we're pretty involved in Kansas, but not as many people as New York or something. So I thought, well, maybe I'll get in through Kansas. I don't know, but I was trying, really trying hard not to get my hopes up. Um, but oh my gosh, when they told me I was just shaking and just couldn't believe it. And they, they told us, you know, set your expectations really low, which I think was helpful, you know, just, just know you'll be there and whatever happens is gravy, but try not to get too, you know, get, get your hopes up too high, but how can you not at the same time? Um, but it ended up that it was so everybody that got selected was so grateful and so just it it really seemed to be a good group of people, not people that took it for granted or was like, Oh, this is just same old, same old. It was like every single person was just like, this is the experience of a lifetime. Um, so we just, yeah. Um, it was, it was just incredible. I couldn't believe that I was selected to, to be a part of it. I mean, it's super special too, since it was the end of Ray's journey and Ray's been so important to me. 
um, I, yeah, it was really, really awesome. That's so, that's so crazy. Just that's, yeah, that's gotta be the, the coolest phone call or email, yeah. or however they did it to ever get. It. Uh, so I guess walk me through the trip just, yeah. uh, from beginning to end. How, how was sure. it and what all did you get to do? Yeah. So, um, it, the actual premiere was either Monday or two, I think the Monday before the movie came out, um, kind of mid December. So I got there a little bit earlier with my wife who also is from, who is from LA. So we went and saw some friends there again, couldn't tell them why we were there. We're just like, we're just here randomly for a visit. Um, and then, um, Lucasfilm had really generously, uh, offered to cover hotel expenses basically the night before the premiere and then the night of the premiere. So it was at the Hotel Roosevelt, which is this really swanky, shishi, cool hotel right on Hollywood Boulevard where they had the original Academy Awards. So it's very historic too. Um, so we all arrived either that Sunday or I'm, I'm blanking on the days, it may have been Sunday morning, but basically the day before the premiere, we all got there. Um, and then it was really cool because we had even organized little meetups for us around even before the premiere. So the night before we went, we went to Scum and Vill Villainy Cantina, yeah. which is in LA. Have you been there? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. A couple yeah. Times, yeah. Cool? It's so yeah, cool. I, I had never been there, but I had heard about it. Um, but then, um, it was super, obviously it was super packed, uh, full of Star Wars people. They were thrilled that we were there. Um, I even got like a little coin, um, that they give out, they were trading stuff. I had stuff to trade. And then, um, so I got a coin. So anytime I go back, I get a discount or something, but it's really cool. Cause it looks like, um, you know, kind of Star Wars the inside. I wore part of my gin costume to take cool pictures and just like be part of the environment. And they, there were a couple, I saw the people from the Star Wars show came cause they heard we were there. Um, so it was really fun. It was uh, really, again, overwhelming because it was a lot of people, but it was really, it was like, well, if not tonight, when we, you know, it's a pretty cool night to be there when, um, it's just jam packed with Star Wars fans. And then the next day, um, we organized in the morning a swag trade. So people, I actually made buttons, um, for everyone that said red carpet premiere and it had that, that original picture that JJ released with Ray and Finn and Poe hugging. It's like all of them yeah. are hugging and it's like a little button. And so I made that and passed it out to people. And then I had also bought some patches from our base because a lot of people like to like trade base patches or different patches. So I came home with like a whole little box of patches and pins and people's trading cards. So it was just the, just the other people like me, 501st and Rebel Legion members who were going to be there at the premiere that night. We just all got together in the hotel lobby exchanging these cars and patches and stuff like that, which is really cool. And someone even made a photo album kind of yearbook kind of thing of everybody's pictures who is there. So everybody, a picture of them in costume and then out of costume. And then we went around and signed them for each other. So oh, that was wow. really awesome. Yeah. So we did that before. And then we all went to lunch at a um, Buffalo Wild Wings down the street. And they actually had one of the actors from The Mandalorian, Dominic Pace. Oh, he yeah. came and signed um, pictures for everybody because he knew we were there. And he was like, congrats, you guys. He is really cool. He's already doing so much cool stuff with the 501st and Rebel Legion at cons and stuff like that and doing like um, toy drives and things. So he was there um, and... And then we, so then we had lunch and I was, of course, like super keyed up and could barely eat because I was already yeah. nervous. And then um, we went back to the rooms and kind of, you know, got in our costume and everything. And then we all met up in the, like another hotel lobby area. 
And they had people go in different groups because they had, um, you know, people who were wearing armor had or were carrying particular props had to go in a different place than people who are just in soft costumes, as we call them. And Ray, you can't be the Ray costume because it's basically pajamas. It's yeah. super comfortable. So I was like, this is no problem. I can hang out in this for 10 hours. Yeah. No, I can, it's no, no issue. Um, but other people had to, like, have their... Um, their like totes or their their luggage or whatever to to get out of their costume but um I was in the group of people that were like that we knew we were just going to be wearing that for the rest of the day so we kind of got in different groups and then um they took us down they had they had over the previous two days or so been building tents on Hollywood Boulevard so all of Hollywood Boulevard was marked off and covered in tents and then we entered into one and gave them our ID because we had already signed Lucasfilm release and stuff like that, like um, non-disclosure agreements, stuff like that. Um, so we picked up our badges and then they lined us up. And when they lined us, they lined us up in groups. And when I got in, there was like two barricades where the celebrities would walk in the middle and then they had the barricades on the side and kind of towards the entrance, the front, there was a Finn standing there who was the friend of another Ray from this area. And she was like, if you ever see him, say hi. So I was like, I want to stand next to that Finn. So they moved me and they're like, okay, you can. So I got a really good placement, I think, kind of towards the entrance right by the barricade. and. Um, and then we stood for a long time <laughs> while they got people, you know, they filled people in and got everything set up. Um, but then, yeah, then basically the who's who of Star Wars <laughs> went down the, it was actually a blue carpet, not a red carpet, which is pretty fun. Oh, nice. um, so it, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Um, a lot of the, because again, because it was the final film of the trilogy, they invited a lot of the voice cast. So, Everyone from Clone Wars and Rebels um, basically was there. So we got to talk to Ashley Eckstein, who you, I know you've met. She was yeah. there. She's so awesome. I actually ended up on her Instagram stories because her, her husband, who is just the coolest. I've seen him around at different things that I've seen her at, and he's so supportive. So he was there with her, with her phone taking you know the, the video footage for her Instagram stories. And um, yeah, all the, all the different voice actors. And then, um, and then they started having people from the film come through. Um, they even had like other people from like one of the actors from Modern Family, uh, Stranger Things, like some other, other, you know, Hollywood people. Yeah. John Favreau, I saw him from like far away. Yeah. But then um, it was really, really cool to meet the cast, you know, the, especially the ones that had been there from Force Awakens, but through through even the new ones too. the woman who plays Jana. Um, Kelly Marie Tran was so lovely. I was standing next to a cosplayer who was a pilot who was a, an Asian woman. And they had like such an amazing moment talking about representation. And um, John Boyega was super cool. So nice. Spent really, I, I, I really admired the people that, you know, stopped, took the time, looked at people in their eye, in the eye, had, you know, took a moment to really soak in what was happening. Um, I also was, I really, 
felt fortunate to meet both Kathleen Kennedy and JJ Abrams too. And thank both of them. Like Kathleen Kennedy, I was just told her, thank you so much for the women of star Wars, because um, under her leadership of Lucasfilm, we've had so many amazing female star Wars characters and not only Leia being embraced um, as uh, a master and all of this stuff, but also, you know, all the cool Jen Erso and Ray, of course, and all, all of the female Kira, um, Rose, you know, just, I, I think, I think she played a huge role in, in making sure that that was important. And then I got to thank JJ Abrams for, um, Ray, which was really, really special just because I know, um, again, he, he created her character and he saw her through the beginning and then there at the end too. Um, so that was really awesome. And then I got a selfie with Mark Hamill. So wow, <laughs> yes. Incredible. They, they, um, for a lot of the people, um, I was mostly getting signatures and talking with them. But when Mark Hamill came, they said he'd rather have selfies than do signatures. And I was like, that's fine. So, yeah. um, I was really fortunate that he stopped in, uh, in my, cause they, they kind of did a little bit of ping ponging back and forth. So I didn't get to talk to everyone. There were some people that I didn't get a chance to meet, which is fine. You can't meet everyone. But, um, I was really grateful to get a picture with Mark Hamill and tell him how awesome he was. <laughs> is um oh and i did get to meet um ian mcdarmid who plays emperor palpatine and this was before the movie came out and i had printed a, a poster of the rise of skywalker and he signed across ray's lightsaber and after the movie came out i was like well that was a really awesome placement yeah. of his signature across her lightsaber yes um, so that was really cool and the, my own like this isn't even a disappointment because i told you i did not get my hopes up but um, Daisy Ridley was one of the last people on the carpet and she was starting to, t to take pictures and, and sign and sign autographs and things like that. And then the Star Wars show, which was kind of at the far end of the red carpet was like, oh, you have to come and talk to us now. So I was literally five feet away and I was like, please, please yeah. in my red costume. And she's like, I'll be right back. Don't worry. And I was like, I, I knew it. I was like, they were already starting to clear people away. And I was like, it's coming to an end. So I got to meet her. There's a picture of her where I'm in the background and you can see I was yeah. in the presence, but it would, it would have been really cool. I really just wanted to tell her like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for your portrayal of Ray. But I'm hoping maybe at a future celebration, she'll sign autographs or take pictures and I can tell her then. So absolutely. That had to just be like a whirlwind, like 48 oh hours God. just fly by <laughs> as fast as possible. But yeah. And then, well, then after that, we got to see the movie. Right. People are like, did you get to see the, yeah, we got, we got to see the movie. I, I went to the, um, they had us in three different places. So I saw it in the Chinese theater and then we went to the after party where, um, we got, there was like cool little giveaways and things like that at the after party. So yeah. Oh my God. It was just incredible. Were yeah. You, I looked at every experience. I just kind of squeezed everything I could do. I was like, I'm going to get this and go to this booth and do this. So yeah, it was you, totally a whirlwind though. I bet. Were you, were you able to concentrate like watching the movie? Were you able to like oh, take yeah. it all in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I real that was important to me. I knew that it was really easy to get super overwhelmed and I didn't want to do that. So I have to, one of the things I really wanted to concentrate on was being fully present. So there were people near me on the blue carpet who were just clearly 
uh, <laughs> out, out of their heads. Like just kind of, there were some kids that were just like screaming, like they just couldn't quite, like they were just like, this is just too much. And I was like, you know what? I'm going, I'm here. Not everybody get this, gets this opportunity. I recognize that me being selected to be there meant a lot of other women who wanted to be there as Ray or Leia couldn't be. So, um, I was like, I am going to soak this up. And that's why I, I did a lot of just thanking people on behalf of all the other rays and women who love Star Wars and all this. Um, so yeah, I really, I really felt I, I mean, as, as it, like crazy as it was, I really tried to be like centered and there. And so for the movie, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's a good question. I, I do feel like I was able to enjoy it. It was super fun to be in a room of extremely passionate fans everybody was like reacting to everything and then um just like a fun little thing at the end when they show the bad robot um like little teeth like tag thing at the very end of the movie a, a huge section just started applauding and i was like oh it must be part of jj abrams production uh, team was there. And so it was neat to think about all the people who were kind of more behind the scenes who were also seeing the movie with us during the premiere or during yeah during the premiere um that, that was really fun, too, to think about. Oh, man, we got to even celebrate it with the, the cast and crew. Yeah, absolutely. I I made the mistake. Well, I don't know if it was a mistake, but I saw opening night, but I did the 27-hour uh, AMC oh, marathon. Oh, yeah. So, I've never seen that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but it, it sounds like you were able to take take it in a little bit better mm-hmm. even than I was. You know? yeah. But, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a lot. But, yeah, 100%. 100% different, but it was, uh, yeah, I had to see it a couple more times before it could kind of sink in what, what was yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that experience with me. I, um, just sounds like the best time and something you'll be able to think about and talk about forever. So I definitely think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I feel so fortunate and it was, yeah, it was just magical for sure. Absolutely. Uh, there is one more question. So I, I forgot to bring it up earlier, but you just got a new costume approved. Can you talk about yeah. that? <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> yes, I got an Ewok. So we were talking about Return of the Jedi. Um, yes, I <laughs> was kind of um, happened to have an Ewok costume sort of fall in my lap. Um, I, it was always one of those, like, that might be interesting. All of my costumes uh, up until this point are ones where you can see my face. I don't really have like a stormtrooper or another, another costume that where your face is covered. But, um, I, one of the other people in the Dantooine base had built an, a wicket, the, the main Ewok, um, for his wife. And I had trooped with her when she was wearing it before. Um, but it just happened that she's had some health issues come up and she didn't feel comfortable wearing a costume with her head covered anymore. So um, he first shared it with people in, in the Kansas City area just to say, hey, anybody local want this? And I was like, oh, man. Uh, I think I have to have that. <laughs> so, um, we also have, like, everybody in my family is also an Ewok fan, including my brother and his girlfriend, who they hope they were going to get married this November. Now, with COVID, they've had to push it back. But I'm like, I think I have to show up at their bachelorette <laughs> party or <laughs> bridal shower in an Ewok costume. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think it'll be fun to, to see because Ewoks tend to get like a lot of the hugs from little kids and yeah. um, although some kids are scared of it, but most, most of them think, Oh, it's like a fun little teddy bear. And one thing I've been doing since 
COVID, since not being able to um, do troops, we've been recording birthday videos for little kids, especially um, some of the kids who have, are you know, hospitalized or have really serious medical conditions. It's, I mean, it's a tough time for anyone, but we're trying to do those kind of things since we can't do visits and stuff like that. So I've made some Ray videos, but I am hoping to make some Ewok. I've got a, um, a little playground in my backyard, so I'm hoping to make some Ewok making a mess around the playground yeah. and swinging on the things in the wrong direction or something, a, a cute little video to send the kids to say, Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It is very warm in that costume. Let me tell you, there are fans that come inside of it to help keep you cool, but um, I think it'll, it, it'll be a special occasion costume. It won't work in all weather. <laughs> for sure. Well, if you need a test audience for the, uh, for the messages for kids of the Ewok, I'm sure uh, Brooklyn would, would love to, to see yeah. that if you need to test out some uh some different uh playful things that you're gonna do but yeah i, like it. I uh can't wait till the next next event where i see at and i see uh an ewok and i know that that's you so yeah definitely yeah. very excited work out a special sign so you right yeah exactly uh that's great well yeah well Emily, I appreciate you joining me today. This was a lot of fun. It's great to uh, get to talk to you a little bit more too. Cause yeah, normally when I see out and about, it's kind of a quick thing cause yeah. uh, everything's going on, but yeah, it's uh, great to talk to you and really appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. And I have hey. to say, may the force be with you. Absolutely. <laughs> that, right? Absolutely. And uh, I guess another thing too, if you could tell the listeners where they can find you. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um so it's Carrots Cosplay on Instagram at Carrots Cosplay. I'm also on Facebook, Carrots Cosplay. Um so you can follow all my adventures. Right now I've been trying to do some fun things with like recreating different costumes from movies that I like, but I'm I mostly do Star Wars content. Um but I'm also a huge Stranger Things fan. So I have some Stranger Things stuff up and a few more things in the works. Yes, absolutely. I've seen the Stranger Things stuff and it's, yeah, it's all great. I love that show. And <laughs> yes, I think you're out at, uh, at, for Stranger Things Day too, at, at the stadium. Yes, I was. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Uh huh. <laughs> that was super fun. I still, I love that backpack they gave out as a giveaway. That was yeah. super fun. That is a cool background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes so everyone can go follow Emily at Carrots Cosplay. And how did you come up? What's the meaning behind Carrots Cosplay? Good question. So I love Anne Shirley. So like Anne of Green Gables, if you know those stories. And she is a redhead and she gets called Carrots. And I also got made fun of for having red hair when I was younger. Um, but I embrace it as Anne Shirley does when she gets older. Um, I also like to do redhead characters too, but there aren't as many in Star Wars, unfortunately. They need to they need to add more. I'm hoping maybe with these Disney Plus shows, they keep saying they're going to have right. more female characters i've got my fingers crossed that we get some cool redhead star wars characters but that's my my hat tip to her absolutely that's good to know yes i've been wondering i've been meaning to ask you about that so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. a um great well thanks a lot for joining me and until next time may the force be with you may the force be with you
Thank you.